Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone review. I'm Phoenix West. Today's episode is 120. Elegy. Not eulogy, like my dumbass keeps thinking it is. It's elegy, which is very similar. I don't know. It debuted February 19th, 1960. So this is one of the episodes where the purse, the people, whatever, go to a place and then people aren't what they seem and they're just weirded out and everyone's all weird and different or missing or just like the first episode of the show. Okay, so this one, I'm just going to get into it. This one starts off with Rod going, "Time is the time is the day after tomorrow. This is three men looking for a home. They're just on a rocket ship. They're going to land on an asteroid. It's like, the time is the day after tomorrow? What an odd thing to say. That's odd. Why would you just say what? To say to, you don't have to say anything. Just in the near future, something like that. You know what I mean? You don't have to very specific and very vague in the exact same moment. Wow, that was weird. Um, the they land on this asteroid. These three astronauts because they're out of fuel, and then they're like they're looking at their gauges, and they go, "The, the air is the same as Earth. That's weird." And there's gravity. Let's open the door. And he goes, what if these gauges are wrong? And they're like, we're out of fuel, so what the fuck does it matter? We can't leave, so let's just deal with this now. I'm like, it's very correct and brave. Just going to throw the door open and hopefully we don't explode or choke to death. Any of the above is terrible for us. Not good news. Um, yeah, they open the door and then they reveal that they're 655 million miles away from Earth. And they open the door and then you see bushes and then they go outside and they see... One of the guys in the group, there's one younger guy, two older guys. I don't remember which one it is. He's, he's, I'm going to call him the dumb guy. And I don't remember if it was the younger guy or not. He takes way too long to realize that this dog, because there's a dog and there's like a little, pond, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Something in front of him. And there's a tractor behind that. And they're staring at the dog. And the dog's just frozen there. And the guy goes, come on, puppy. I'm like, the dog's clearly not real. I understand that you don't, you know it's not, at this point, you don't know it's a frozen dog or whatever. Or it's not, you know, it's not moving at all or reacting to the giant spaceship that just landed in front of it. Holy shit, the dog would have ran off. Figure it out, you fucking dummy. You goddamn dummy. Figure it out. <sighs> they see this tractor, like I said. They talk about how it's a tractor. And he goes, <laughs> this makes me laugh. He goes, they used these 200 years ago in the 20th century before the total war. And I was like, the serial? Or is this like Total War? It sounds so futuristic to say it like that. It doesn't sound stupid at all. And he goes, I don't remember Earth having two suns. I was like, you don't remember Earth having two suns? Do you have to say that? You could go, this clearly isn't Earth. There's, there's two suns. You don't have to say, I don't remember Earth having two suns. Obviously, it, it, it wasn't a period where they had two suns and one went away in a 200-year period. And life on Earth is just fine after that. The planet would go through millions of years of fixing that problem, like freezing. Because if it held life on Earth with two suns, going to one would severely limit the amount of heat on the planet, and it would just freeze over. And it would just fix its way from there, you know. Whatever happens after that is, you know, not up to me. I'm just saying, there would be some vast differences. It wouldn't be the total war, and then it was fine after that. Oh, my God. Whatever. So this episode... The, the the best thing I could say is it employed a lot of actors who can stand still really well, like really well, like those gold guys that you see on the on the sidewalk that like have that 
that thing in their mouth and they just stand there and they're painted gold or silver or whatever and they just just for tips and you walk by and you give them money and you try to wave your hand in their face and they just stare at you and then they'll scare you at the last second those guys those guys that don't move they, this episode employed all of those guys i think they just went around the country like san francisco chicago new york city la and just went yes we got all of them and instead of killing them so there is no more of those guys, they decided to employ them for a day or two. And i got to say, next time kill them. Just kill them all. We don't need those guys. They're weird. They're creepy. It's unnecessary. What a chance. What a ah, – they just blew it. It's like hot fuzz. They could have just killed them all. You know? God damn it. Okay, so the second – oh, sorry. The uh, – what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my notes are very confusing. The uh, second guy they find that is frozen. They find a guy who's not moving, the farmer, and then it's like, okay, let's move on. That's weird. They find another guy down by the lake or a river or the fuck it is, and they find that he's frozen. They push him over and he falls back onto the ground, and they, they do this weird shot of the other two astronauts up on this bridge, and it's a still picture of them on the bridge. Instead of the footage of them on the bridge, they use a still photograph. And I got to say, that pissed me off because the whole fucking point of this is they are the only ones who are moving in this land, in this weird land of frozen people. They're the people who are moving. They have the ability to move. They are alone with this power at this point. Why the fuck would you use a still photograph where they're not moving to, to display that fact? To, to show us that they can move, you use a still photograph and show it for about four seconds. Instead of just using footage of them, you know, motion footage. What the fuck? Why the fuck would you use a still photograph? Who? Why? I don't understand. I don't. I don't. Is that all you had? If if so, it'd be better if you did nothing and just showed the actor standing there still with the with the knocked over guy. Oh my god! What? <sighs> the whole point. Oh my god! I'm moving on. The creepy. There's a creepy scene with a band, and they hear music, and they go up to it, and there's a band, and they realize that the guy says, uh, this is coming, the music's coming out of this loudspeaker. And I was like, the, the loudspeaker, or are you saying that the speaker is itself loud? That you said it, loudspeaker. It's coming out of this loudspeaker. It was very strange. Caught me off guard. Anyway, the sign above him says, welcome, or something like that, Mayor Finch. And they go inside, and there's all these people in a in a hall in this this room, this fancy room. And there's a stairway, and there's people all upstairs, and there's a guy on the uh, just on this thing is overlooking them, and he's like, he's the mayor, he's Mayor Finch, and he's just waving, and he's like, you can tell he's he just won or something. And then there's a stand there, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? This is creepy. One of the guys suggests the older guy suggests that they are. The older um, astronaut suggests that they are, they're still moving. These people are still moving, but incredibly slow. He's like, maybe they're living out lives in, in slow motion. You know, time is cr- slow to a crawl here. And that explains why the guy in the background's fucking blinking. What an asshole. Anyway, the, the younger guy goes, the clock has no hands here. And then he goes, are you sure about that? And the guy goes, no. I was like, you fucking gave up on that pretty quickly. He was like, they spent so much time investing into this this plan he had, this theory, and he immediately backs up. He's like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. I was bullshitting, throwing shit out there, hoping something stuck. You know, <sighs> you know, I'm just, you know, I don't contribute much, but I'll come up with a theory now and then. If you know if it's true, it's true. If it's not, nothing I can do about that. You know, the clock doesn't have time. What I can do about that? That's weird. 
And then um, the failures in the background are blinking because they're failures. Anyway, the uh, one guy stumbles in this room. They all decide to split up. He stumbles into the dinner party, and it's like this romantic dinner party, even though there's a band playing in there also. And I was like, three astronauts who are 655 million miles away from Earth, surrounded by, as and I quote, flesh and blood people who are frozen, can't move. It's going to get weird here, by the way. Three men surrounded by flesh and blood people who can't move, can't say no. You know where I'm going with this. What's the over-under on how long before one of them tries to fuck one of the frozen people? And frozen meaning still, not literally cold frozen. What's How long? Because they're already stuck there. If they're not fucking each other yet, they're definitely going to they're gonna need to come. You know what I mean? They're going to need some, some release. And you see a frozen woman who's just like... Just standing there, not saying no. She, you know, and she's not real for you, but she's a real person. She's gonna feel real. You know what I mean? Holy shit, this is getting creepy. This is not letting you into my mind, by the way. It was just the thought I had because he's like, because the next scene he walks in and there's a beauty pageant, and he's like, walks up to the, the to the winner, and he goes, "By the way, you are the prettiest. They chose the right woman." And uh, and side side thought here, um, they did not. They did not choose the right woman. She was the ugliest person in that room. Even uglier than his intentions for her. The um, but I was like, why? They're gonna. F- they're clearly gonna eventually fuck these people because why not? And I mean that in the uh, sounds so creepy to say it, but if if they're gonna live their whole lives there, never talking to another person, it's gonna happen. It just is. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's wrong. I'm just saying it's going to happen for sure. For sure. So, how, how long? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the young guy, uh, an hour and a half, if he's by himself. Uh, the older guy is going to take some time to get used to the fact that they're alone. He's got a little more patience behind him. I'm going to say a couple months. It's going to take him a while to break down. Anyway, um. The old, the younger guy, like I said, is at the beauty pageant. He starts yelling at the winner, like "Why are you moving?" God runs out to his own fashion. And this is when you see an old guy sitting there in a chair, turns around and laughs, and he's like, "Ah!" And I was like, "Okay, that was weird." The uh, they all walk, they're all walking around the three astronauts together, and they're like, "This is what it used to be like before," and that's fine. I like it. I'll live here. And they go up to the house, and then um. This is where they meet Wickwire, this older guy, the one that smiled at him and laughed earlier at the beauty pageant. He tells them he has a lot of different areas, like the Egyptian section, the Roman section. He said one guy wanted to be a black or a knight, so he's a knight now. All the different sections on this asteroid. And then he starts revealing his, like what really is going on here. Um, bef- before they do that, he tells them, he's like, what happened to Earth? Like, what happened? Did, did it... Did, weapons blow up or what happened he goes the total war happened in 1985 and i was like like watchmen and he tells them that they're in a cemetery basically this is like a a place where they send bodies and then you can live out your wildest fantasies or whatever he leaves the room and comes back with drinks and i don't remember what happens in this episode at this point i just know that if you're weirded out and shit is not right i don't care how thirsty you are do not accept drinks from the creepy guy who left the room to come bring you drinks. You know what I mean? Don't. Just don't. Just 
I'd be like, oh, okay, no, I'm not going to drink the drink you give me. I'm not going to be like Indiana Jones in the beginning of Temple of Doom. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> I just don't, don't do it. Don't drink the drink. Don't. Cosby's taught us a lesson, people. Um, <sighs> when the, the astronauts left Earth, it's September 2185. The total war happened in 1985. It's quite literally 200 years. It's very poetic. Um, the wick wire tells him that, you know, and I quote, if the deceased always wanted to be an elected mayor, he could achieve his ambition here for all eternity. And I was like, oh, that means everyone else there is like frozen as a, a just to witness this. That's like, that's kind of like life, though. You know, some people get to live out their wildest fantasies. Most people are just supporting that, making that possible. And then he says the other people are imitations. They're not real people. And I'm like, OK, there you go. So wick wire tells them he goes i'm not human by the way i go on again off again like a machine when when someone's there to need me like you guys are here i turn on and then uh, he basically is like the butler there and okay whatever he's like a robot he's a robot and then um they're like what do you mean you're <clears throat> and i was like oh wow surprised wickwire poisoned you wow that was who would have thought that could happen? Jesus Christ. And he's like, why us? And he goes, because you're here. Because you are men. And where there are men, there could be no peace. And I was like, these three men are buddies. They're, they're friends. They, they hung out in that, that spaceship for a while together. 655 miles, million miles worth of friendship. Didn't kill each other. They're not going to reproduce. They can't. There's no humanity there. If you have three men and that's it, you don't have humanity. You just have three men. You know what I mean? He's not, they're not going to overrun the place. They're not going there's no they're, they're not going to get pregnant. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to breed. They're not going to replicate. They're not going to do anything but just live out their lives fucking maybe these bodies or maybe each other. I don't know. It's less creepy if they just fuck each other. It really is. They're just going to die. That's it. That's the end result of this and then the, you'll have them anyway. He, and you're you're not real, so what do you? Why are you so concerned about time and like speeding it up? I don't. I just don't understand it. Whatever, it's fine. I whatever. Oh my god, I get in the, I get I get mad sometimes. I'm sorry. Okay, and this gets creepy. This episode gets really creepy at the end because he poisons them. Okay, like I just said, and then it cuts to the next shot is this fun time happy music. It's like while. Wickwire's dusting their goddamn corpses after he murdered them. He puts them in the spaceship because they all said they want to go home. They want to be in the spaceship on the way home. So he puts them in the spaceship and they're dead. And he like poses their bodies in a, in a way that looks like they're all happy and like sitting there and he's dusting them off. Like, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, this is frightening. This is like some horror story house of wax shit. This is disturbing. And then it cuts back to uh, Wickwire sitting in a chair and he kind of goes to sleep again. And it ends... And I was like, uh, oh, my God, that was that was disturbing. That was an awesome ending. This episode's great because of the, that ending alone is just like, oh, man, that is disturbing. Holy shit. And then um, after the, the credits, it did this weird thing where Rod Serling comes on screen and he goes, I want to put the rumors to rest, basically. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? This is for real. I watch it on, if you watch it on Netflix, this will happen after. I can't remember if it was just before the credits or just after. So just watch. Just don't. Don't turn it off. It ends with Rod Serling going, let's put the rumors to rest. I don't write well for women. I know that. So the next episode is going to have this actress, blah, blah, blah. 
And the episode's called Mirror Image, and it's going to take care of that problem. So watch that next week. And I was like, oh, my. Like, I kind of like, want to applaud that because he did admit I don't write well for women. I'm just admitting that. I'm a man. I don't know how to write for women. But also at that point, he could have hired women writers. You know, but he didn't. So, Because I'm going to click on this episode right now. And, yep, episode Rod Serling. He wrote it. And I don't know if there's any female writers on the Twilight Zone staff, but I, I doubt it. I really just doubt it. Um, they got Charles Beaumont. He's, he's a man. That's who wrote Elegy, not Eulogy. Okay, so that's the end of the episode and, and the part of the, after the episode. So I'm getting the fuck out of here, guys. Go to liwstudios.com. And make sure, this is very important, go to youtube.com slash Wonderland. If you're going to do anything, do that. That's all I'm asking of you. And subscribe. Go to Loitering Wonderland. No. YouTube.com slash Loitering Wonderland. Sorry. And just subscribe. That's it. You'll get to see Americant, a funny show I do about American topics. And I just make fun of it for the 12, 15 minutes, somewhere in there. Just did one on customer service. It's awesome. I did one on traffic. Did some on red versus blue, like the political section. I did Christmas trees. I did, what was the other one? Horoscopes. Okay, and then the other show we got, Shitty Movie Showdown, just debuted first episode. We watched two shitty movies. We make fun of them. I'm going to have other comedians on there. And then uh, Nick Cage cast. I, I review Nick Cage movies and make fun of them. But I love Nick Cage. All right, so that, just go watch those. Just subscribe to that. Please, please, please. That's all I ask of you. That's all I'm going to ask of you ever. <sighs> Thank you very much. So until next time, guys, and in the meantime, because I don't stop being who I am, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.